RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. This is Ian Beckles, and um, this is a podcast that normally we talk about our beloved Buccaneers and a little bit of NFL, but our Buccaneers aren't in it, obviously, uh, but the NFL is still going, and uh, during the offseason, there's always things going on, transactions, still football going on right now, but uh, In the Trenches will continue throughout the offseason because uh, football never ends. A lot of the other sports end, but football never, ever ends. So if you're like myself, I sat down and watched football all weekend long. I like Saturday football. Sunday football is inevitable. Um, But watching the playoff games this weekend, in three out of the four road teams won. And if you're looking at football in general, everybody makes a big deal out of passing yards and, you know, this flamboyant offenses. Once you get to January... Towards the end of December and January, what wins is running the football and playing defense. That is a fact. It's been that way forever, and it's never, ever going to change. Throughout the year, I would tell you a few times that you'd look at the passing yards and you say, hey, look, look at this guy pass for 450 yards, but there's people that pass for 450 yards and lose. If you run the football in the NFL, you never lose. I mean, literally. You know, at, at the end of the year, they showed all these uh, statistics and you look at uh, total offense is a pretty good indication of winning and losing. Um, but when you break it down, um, you could be the number one passing offense. Number one passing offense in the NFL was the Buccaneers. Number one. Number two, Dallas Cowboys. Number three, Atlanta Falcons. Number four, Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, all four of which didn't make the playoffs. Um, so passing a football is important, but not nearly as important as running a football. Let me tell you, the, the leading rushing teams, Baltimore Ravens, the best team in football, actually maybe second, but second rushing team, San Francisco 49ers, that would beat another team. Tennessee Titans beat the, uh, the world champions yesterday, beat them to death, doing what? Running the football. Seattle Seahawks, they're still in it, and the Dallas Cowboys are the one team that are out. Um, and barely at that. So running the football obviously is essential uh, in the NFL. Passing the football gets you in trouble. And we watched that this year, and we have all the evidence in the world that uh, it's a lot better to run the football than to pass the football. Another thing, a lot of low-scoring football this weekend or last weekend. Defense, not turning the ball over. You know, people want to know if Jameis is the guy. Well, it's kind of hard to put your stamp that you're the guy when the last time we last time we saw you throw the ball, the ball was going the other way for a touchdown. Unfortunately, that was Jameis, and uh, you don't win many games that way, and definitely not in the playoffs. So football is about passing the ball, I mean, I mean running the ball, playing defense at this time of the year, and uh, you, you got to find that equation. The Dallas Cowboys, like I said, were, were great uh, offensively, but they couldn't get it done. They just picked... Their new coach could be Mike McCarthy, um, old Packers coach. Whether that works out or not, it's all good. We just got to find out if Mike, Mike McCarthy can deal with Jerry Jones. That's all. That's the biggest question is whether their coach gets in there can deal with Jerry Jones. Not everybody wants to do that. 
you know, they were bantering around with a bunch of different names, McCarthy and Marvin Lewis and Lincoln Riley and uh, Urban Meyer's name was out there. Uh, and that was even before Garrett was fired. So Mike McCarthy is going to be your no, new coach for the, the Dallas Cowboys. Also at noon today, there's going to be a, an announcement. Uh, Tua and Saban, I guess, are going to have their own little presser uh, to announce whether he's going to stay in school or leave school. I don't know why the hell he would stay in school when you've had serious injuries throughout your career. You're still, um, I guess, projected to be a first round pick. Obviously, you still have to go to the combine. There was a time where there was a time where Tua was the first pick in the draft. That's probably going to be Burroughs. Um, they're still projecting as a number one uh, first round pick. Um, you've had three serious injuries in the last couple of years. I believe he had his ankle, uh, his wrist, and his hip. Personally, I'm not spending a first round draft pick on somebody who can't finish a 12 week season. That's me. Once you get to the NFL, I mean, you're breaking your hips and your ankles and your wrists, and it don't get no easier. The seasons get a lot longer. Some people. Um, some people break bones. Some people don't. You know, some people are, uh, some people get concussions. Some people don't. I mean, that's that's the way it is. You know, when you talk about a quarterback like a, a Brett Favre or uh, Roger Staubach or Terry Bradshaw, all those guys, old school guys that played a dozen years and 15 years, you don't think they had concussions? Of course they did. But they, they played through them. This is not me saying that you're supposed to play through a concussion. Obviously, that's not a smart thing to do. But it's it's hard to find somebody that's going to stay in there these days. That's why I think I, that's one of the things about Jameis Winston is Jameis is durable. You can, you can kick Jameis to the curb and bring somebody in here, and that guy can go down in one game. That's possible. And what's crazy is, you know, we sat there, we watched um, – Tom Brady go out, and we don't know if Tom Brady's going to play again for New England. And I had a friend of mine here yesterday, and I said, well, how come Tom Brady can't come here? And he says, well, what does that mean? That's, that's impossible. I go, why, why is that impossible? Well, he goes, well, that's, that's stupid. And I said, well, think about Tom Brady has to make a decision. Um, probably he's not going to go. I wouldn't think he's going to go back. I could be wrong, and that's possible. But it's to a point where, Sometimes the, the three letters, E-G-O, uh, get people in trouble, okay? Ego gets people in trouble. Uh, people from the outside love to look on the inside of something and know it. We don't know what the relationship is with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We have no idea. Just because you win doesn't mean you have a good relationship. That's a fact. I don't know. Maybe they have the best relationship. I don't know. But sometimes ego gets in, in, into the way of people, and some people want to do it by themselves at times. You know, you go back to Shaq and Kobe. Hey, if they had stayed together when they won more championships, maybe. But ego made them separate. Why wouldn't Tom Brady come here? Just look at all the different situations. First of all, when you talk about ego, you, you want to prove to everybody that you are the reason. Think about what, what, what will Tom Brady need where, where, wherever he goes. Talent, obviously. You don't want, you know, it, in order to prove that, prove your greatness, Tom Brady, what if he jumps on with the Saints, okay? That's just jumping on the bandwagon. If you come to Tampa Bay with what the, the history of this team has been and turn this thing around, can you imagine what it would do for his ego and his stock 
you know, and his legacy. We got all the talent in the world here. We really do. You got two great receivers. You know, when you when you add Perriman, that might be three. How many teams can say that? We got two tight ends that we don't know what to do with that are talented. How many teams can say that? We haven't had success since, success since the early 2000s. It'll make him look good. Why not? Why not? I mean, he's got to go somewhere. He's gotta, why not? Now, I'm not betting my house on it, okay? Because he, he's still Tom Brady, and it's still Giselle Bunchin. I don't know if they want to come to Tampa Bay. They seem more like an L.A. team, L.A.-type people, and I get that. But as far as a team and where it's gone and where it's gone, where it's going, I think this would be a good fit. Bruce Arians came here. He's kind of a rented coach. We know Bruce Arians is not going to be here in three years. Probably we know that. And we know that Tom Brady probably wouldn't be here in three years. Bring Brady here for two years and see if we can get it done in two years. But that's just, I had to get that off my chest. Whether that happens, I have no idea. But I was sitting down and watching uh, NFL football. It's great to see uh, Kirk Cousins get a victory. Um, Kirk Cousins is one of those guys that uh, he, quarterbacks in general, take the brunt of uh, whatever happens with their team. They take the credit. Um, that's fine. Uh, they take the blame. And, you know, some t- quarterbacks don't win games. Teams win games. Organizations win games. But it always falls on the quarterback. So Kirk Cousins came from Washington. I mean, ugh, that's a terrible, terrible organization. So what he's done before, oh, he's, he's lost this many on Monday night. Yeah, well, he was at a crappy organization. So he's in a better situation now. Winning that one playoff game changes his whole legacy. Um, you know, you, you you look at refereeing and what's happened this year with this team, with this league. And in the offseason, I told everybody when they changed the – uh, the rule for pass interference, and I said it on. I said this is going to be a, a a debacle. It's at the at best a debacle. And when you see football games that are ended that end the way you know Minnesota and the Saints did, um, I'm not complaining. I, not, I didn't lose any money on that game. I was like that did that play had meant nothing to me. Okay, but. When you have a six foot six tight end against a six foot defensive back, and just before the ball's caught, you extend your arms, extend your arms to get distance. That's the epitome of pass interference. That's what pass interference is. It, it doesn't look like much to you, but you couldn't cover. It got to a point where the defensive back can't cover somebody. If you allow the, def- the, the receiver to extend his arms and push you away just before the ball gets there, that's pass interference. I mean, that's not belly aching. That's what it is. Don't put the rule in and definitely don't let it be reviewed. First of all, they didn't review it, okay? They didn't review it. They were like, let's. Re-. it happened so quickly, they couldn't have reviewed it. No way. Everybody cleared the field and they said, screw it. They didn't review it. And if they did review it, if they didn't overturn it, then get rid of the rules. Don't get rid of the rule, okay? Because the referee's going to make a mistake half the time anyways because it's not a clear, it's like holding, it's not clear. Could be, maybe not. Even after you replay things 10 times, you still don't know it. So there's going to be mistakes that are made. But don't allow somebody to review it if you're not going to overturn it, okay? Take that away. So that was a mistake, this year, let's finish this year with that and let's move on and that's it. 
But that that point part of football has to change because that is a mess. It's kind of a shame to see Carson Wentz go out. Um, Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. You know, you have an okay season. You come, you get into the playoffs back door. And next thing you know, we have Josh McCown is playing in his first playoff appearance. Um, and that's his 17th season. And the Seahawks end up getting a win. Uh, Seahawks are a better football team. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens at the end of this. But you know, the better teams usually come out on top or the teams with the least flaws come out on top. And when you look at the Patriots, the Patriots are always a team that, you know, they're, they're exceptions. They're exceptions to every rule, okay? Whatever you said about, well, you have to do – if. if if you have to run the football, well, the Patriots are always an exception, okay? It got to a point where, you know, football caught up to the Patriots, okay? The Patriots just weren't that great this year. Well, And, you know, everybody wanted them to hit their magician switch in the playoffs. But when you lose in Week 17 to the Miami Dolphins at home when it was important to win and you lose to the Dolphins, and then you're not a great football team. And they weren't a great football team. They just got, they got outmanned. By the Tennessee Titans, and I'm not quite sure how great they are. But they're a tough football team. But they're a one-dimensional team. You Listen, you guys can say what you want about Ryan Tannehill, about whether he gets paid. I hope he gets paid. I like when football players get paid. But Ryan Tannehill completed eight passes yesterday for 72 yards. So it's not about Ryan Tannehill. It's about that monster that is Derrick Henry. And he's a free agent at the end of the year as well. Look at all the NFL games and look at what won and what wins is the number of rushes. The team that rushes the ball the most in every circumstance, almost all year long, wins. Okay? And think about what the Bucks did all year long. We just threw the hell out the damn football. We got teams winning with eight completions in the playoffs against the world champions. Eight. And the Bucks want to throw the ball 48 times a game. It's tough. It's tough. And it's got to be tough to be a Bills fan. They had the uh, OT loss. Um, the young kid, uh, Josh Allen, he's a talent, but meh. people are like, oh, he looked like the moment wasn't too big for him. I looked, looked too big to me for him because he was doing some cockamamie things. Some of the things, I, I, he forgot where he was at. He, for, he thought he was in a playground. No, 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 brother. You are in an NFL playoff game. We don't lateral the ball as you're falling you don't do that. That's not good for anybody. And it was nice to see J.J. Watt back, made a numerous plays as usual um, after missing the whole season. Started off slow, but he started picking things up. And But he was one of the reasons why the Texans got, got it uh, taken care of. So uh, overall, it was a wonderful weekend of watching football. Uh, like I said, the Cowboys have their uh, coach again. Uh, Saturday, they have games coming up, Minnesota. At San Francisco at 435, uh, at 8.15, they get Tennessee at Baltimore. Um, smash mouth game. Actually, they're both smash mouth games. Uh, Sunday, we got Houston at Kansas City and Seattle at Green Bay. They'll probably be a, probably a little bit more high-flying games. But in all, we have some good matchups uh, coming up this weekend, and it's playoff football, and who can complain about that? If anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Uh, um, uh, one of the uh, emails was I read that Sam Weiss passed away today. I know that you played under him. Can you share any stories on the podcast? Uh, how much credit do you give him as an individual? 
for the Bucks turnaround. Uh, I had uh, Dan Lucas in here the other day asking for some Sam White stories. And, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of Sam White stories in general, probably stories of players around him. Uh, as far as him turning things around, if you look and go back in history, Sam did draft a lot of the players that ended up turning this organization around. Like, he didn't do it. But when you brought in Sap and you brought in Brooks and not sure if he was Lynch or, or not, yeah, Lynch and then uh, also I might have come after that, but he was responsible for a lot of football players that turned this thing around. Now, Tony Dungy, he's the one that um, orchestrated it all, but Sam definitely helped it all. So um, may he rest in peace. He was cool. I never had any problems with um, with Sam. And, uh, you know, he went, went too soon, that's for sure. Um yeah, some other people were talking about um, Winston was defiant of Arians uh, on the podium. And I, I personally did. Jimmy Winston does some really goofy stuff on the football field. For the most part, I like what he says. He usually says the right things. He usually does the right things other than a couple of times where he's being boneheaded. I think that was definitely alcohol related. I think he's taking care of that. His last press conference, I really didn't care for, okay? I, I, I've been a supporter of his. Uh, I've I backed him at times, and but there's a time where enough is enough. Um, at the time where you just throw an interception for a touchdown to lose the game and to end the season, nobody anywhere in any walk of life wants to hear you talk about your balling, okay? Take that word, take it out of your mouth, and don't say it no more. You're not balling. Because if you think you're balling and the team is 7-9, and nine, that means you're blaming the team. So don't do that no more. That's not leadership. That's not. That's me. That's about me, and that doesn't help anybody. Your teammates don't want to hear it. If you think you're balling, you lost the game, bro. You're not balling. Coaches don't want to hear that, and organizations don't want to hear that. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. There's not too many things he said throughout the years that really pissed me off. That was one of the things he said that pissed me off, and I don't know uh, if that's going to come back to bite him uh, or not. The other question was, how much time will the team spend in meetings going over tape for Week 17 game? Uh, You don't. The Week 17 game uh, is one of those games that goes, I don't know where it goes, but nobody ever watches it. You don't even, like, usually watch Monday, the game the previous week, uh, when you play on Sunday, everybody comes. We have meetings on Monday. If you want to go and watch the film, you can. Nobody ever does. The season's over. You don't want to get cussed out for something that, you know, that it's over. So, no, nobody ever walk, goes back and watches that. Only crazy people like myself would go back and watch it. And I know I did quite a few times. But um, football season is upon us. Um, it's not upon us. It's, it's really ending here, people. And, um it's been interesting as far as the Buccaneers go. It's never boring. And I got a feeling it's not going to get any less, it's not going to get any less boring towards the end of this uh, off season and then uh, going into off season, uh, going into the draft, going to free agency, because uh, there's always a lot of things going on. And that's why we continue to do this podcast in the trenches, because uh, the Buccaneers have a lot of things to do in this off season, a lot of decisions to make. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are flying around there. 
And uh, if it's not Jameis, uh, there's a lot of names out there. So it's going to get interesting, that's for sure. So make sure you're tuning in every single week. And once again, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. If you guys want to email me, and i got a bunch of other podcasts as well. And if you want to hear us every day, Ron and Ian Show, 3 to 7, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM. I appreciate you guys listening in. Buccaneers season is done, but NFL still around. Have a wonderful week. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.